Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Show Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. Now, I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not meant for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium, baby. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Let me tell you. I hope you guys had an amazing week last week. I know that there was a lot going on astrologically, but not even but. I hope you took advantage of it. I know you took advantage of it. I know you allowed yourself to work with the universe. Oh, man. This week's going to be very interesting, um, to say the fucking least. Um, also, we have some co-hosts today. Um, they are the birds outside that will not stop barking at each other. So, I didn't even turn on my meditation music that loud, my background music that loud. It's on, like, three... So the birds that you hear chirping and barking at each other are real birds. They are our co-hosts. And I said, I might as well give them their time to shine. Okay. (laughs) Uh, This week, astrologically, um, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Our crystals of the week are rose quartz blue appetite. I'm going to be giving you an allergy tea. I'm going to share some experiences that I went through this weekend, and um, that is going to give us the card of the week, which is the Queen of Wands. Then we're going to keep it light, and we're going to keep it cute this week, you know. We're going to keep it light and keep it cute. We're going to talk about Psalm Sunday and April Fool's Day and where that motherfucker came from. Uh, So sit back relax or don't relax if you're driving to work because some of y'all be like i'm driving to work and i'm like oh bitch like don't fucking relax then <laughs> like don't fucking relax shit get your ass ready um but sit back and enjoy um i do want to shout out i got a special demographic and my mind is blown and i honestly believe it's just due to the time that i'm uploading um my number one demographic of listener, I guess you could say, or type of listener is, uh, 30 to 35 from Colton, California, which is like a subcategory of Los Angeles. Um, 15% of my listeners are in California. Um, it's strange to me. Did you know that the Church of Satan (laughs) started California? Um, what's up? I guess, you know, what's up all my Cali babies? It, It surprised me. My second demographic is, um, 2024 in Los Angeles. All right. That's still part of that 15%. And then we got about like 25% in Houston and the rest is just a mix. I got, you know, what up Canada? I see you 3% of my listeners. Um, I see you. Um, what is this? British Columbia. Hi. (laughs) Hi. How are you? (laughs) Everybody's like, oh my God. Oh no, excuse me, not British Columbia, United Kingdom. I read that wrong. I read that wrong. Ontario, what's up? British Columbia, what's up? Quebec, I see you. 
<laughs> just skip through the list. Shout y'all out. Um, but yeah, I was hella surprised, Callie. Um, without further ado, let's get to this. Let's get it started. This week, astrologically, uh, it's, um, it's pretty chill, but it's also some times that you don't want to miss and you want to make sure that you are grounded and you want to make sure that you got your shit together. Okay. Uh, today, Monday, it's pretty chill, pretty chill day today. I didn't even write anything. We have a few transits going on and taking place. Yeah, okay. But it's still pretty chill. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, you need to be manifesting your dick off. Uh, one of the main transits that supports this, not only does the moon enter into Cancer, but one of the main transits that supports this is when Mercury and Jupiter are conjunct in Aries. Okay. There is a powerful energy of mental expansion, optimism, and intellectual growth. Uh, this transit can bring a surge of confidence, enthusiasm, uh, what we're talking about, communication, learning, problem solving, because we know that Mercury represents communication, thinking, and learning, while Jupiter represents wisdom, growth, and expansion. Uh, in Aries, though, these energies may manifest as a desire for action or leadership and exploration. Uh, I guess you could say of like new ideas or just new things in your life. Ellipses. Uh, this transit can also... Um, it can bring those uh, abundant ideas, right? Because you're going to have this nurse for this nurse for knowledge. You're going to have this thirst for knowledge and a desire to even potentially express yourself and this is important especially when we're talking about toward the end of the week okay toward the end of the week so stick with me um you could also feel a little bit exaggerated with this transit this transit's gonna make you want to exaggerate um just because you are you you do or will have that thirst for expansion in that thirst for knowledge, even communication. So it is very important that you maintain a balance of perspective um, to avoid making any rash decisions or any decisions that aren't well thought out, okay? On a deeper level, though, um, Mercury conjunct Jupiter and Aries can inspire you to think bigger than you could ever imagine right? Explore new horizons, push the boundaries, but be careful on the pushing the boundaries. We talked about this like one, one bullet note up. Okay. We literally just talked about this. Um, this is also, so remember how I was telling you, um, with that, uh, the transit, I, I forgot what transit it was last week where we were, um, we could potentially be questioning our beliefs. Um, it was a transit with Jupiter. Please, if you remember, tell me. <laughs> but I was telling you guys, um, get aligned because this energy is not going to stop coming up. This transit also supports that. Um, it's going to encourage us even further to question our beliefs, to question what is real, to question if the perspectives and the different, um, forms of knowledge that we are intaking are factual, factual. uh, Wednesday is not pretty chill. Wednesday, um, we could be in our fields, right? We have Mars and Cancer, um, which is trining Saturn in Pisces. Yes, this is a harmonious flow of energy, right? The planets of action and the planet of structure and spirituality. Um, they're going to bring an immense sense of discipline, perseverance, and um, you're going to emotionally want to deepen um, connections or communications. And that's further supporting that one of those transits on Tuesday. Now, mind you, okay, somebody was like, there's more transits than that in a day. If you're the listener, yeah, you thought I wasn't going to say something. 
I appreciate your comment. Thank you for the feedback. But I can't go through every single transit that's going on every single day. We'll be on this whole, we'll be on this damn podcast for like fucking three hours. I pick the one, I just pick the ones. That's why I say take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Okay. I, I think that these are very important transits, in my opinion. Have I stirred you wrong? Have I steered you wrong? Okay. So, yes. There are other transits that take place every day, right? Like on Wednesday, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight transits that are taking place. I can't go over all eight of those. I'm only gonna go over two, okay? On Monday today, even though I was like, it's pretty chill, there's six transits, but it's chill. You don't need to know about it. I don't think that you need to know about it because I'm just like, ah, go look it up. Hey, if you want them, go look it up. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Back to what I was saying. (laughs) Back to what I was saying. Um, So we know that Mars represents um, action, courage, passion, while Saturn represents structure, responsibility, discipline. Again, that is where we're seeing um, this sense of discipline, this um, emotional um, depthening. I don't think that's right. Um... But it's also since that is happening in cancer, our emotions are going to be a little bit higher, right? The trine aspect is positive and supportive, indicating that the energies of these planets are working together smoothly. Um, But don't forget when it is in cancer, it's going to cultivate those emotions. So we could again see these emotional disciplines, perseverance, um... Why did I write that? That isn't emotional perseverance. I don't think that sounds right, but if it does, thank you. Um, And we could see ourselves trying to emotionally mature even with that transit. Then um, further supporting that, we have Venus is conjunct with Uranus and Taurus. Juicy as fuck. Um, Strong emphasis on innovation, excitement, or preparedness, individuality, um, in matters that are related to your relationships, love, and finances. A lot of us forget that Venus is also representatory of our finances. Um, and, uh, this is, uh, this is, I think, a very important transit because we have Venus, you know, which represents love and beauty and harmony, while Uranus represents innovation and rebellion and even sudden change in some senses, while in Taurus, which we know is giving us that energy to help assist us when it comes to manifesting, um, this transit is suggesting that it's going to bring about unexpected romance, um, romantic endeavors or opportunities or financial endeavors or opportunities. Um, we could even see some sudden breakups or changes in financial circumstances. Uh, however, however, whomever on a deeper level, right? This is really, this transit is going to challenge you to reevaluate your fucking life. Uh, Well, not your life. Um, Reevaluate your values when it comes to um, relationships and your finances. Uh, That's taking place on Wednesday. And um, it's like um, we're going to be ending this month with like a luxurious chaotic bang and that is further assisting that saturday uh, again saturday is pretty chill um but we have the moon and leo that's squaring off with venus and uranus in taurus um this is going to bring about the tension between our emotions our, our emotional needs let me say it like this because I wrote it backwards, but I'm going to say it. But I wrote it. I'm going to say it backwards. Um, bu- 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 um, this will bring tension between our emotional needs and our emotional desires for love, pleasure, and independence. Um, this also further supports that unexpected change. Okay, so it's literally, 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 literally. What we just talked about 
that's taking place on Wednesday because we know that um, Venus and Uranus are still going to be conjunct in Taurus. But then on Saturday, we see the moon squaring off with those both con being conjunct in Taurus. All right. Um, so this is this is what I'm telling y'all. Um, the end of this week is going to be very challenging, especially when it comes to our emotions, when it comes to our boundaries. Um, and then we have these unexpected chances that are going to be taking place. Um, this last one on Sunday, I was like, mm. but... Uh, the moon is opposing Saturn in Pisces, and this can bring tension, further tension between our emotional needs and our sense of responsibility and duty. Um, we know Saturn represents structure, stability, responsibility, uh, discipline, even and Pisces is about our intuition, creativity, uh, spirituality, and, um, this align. Oh, I forgot the moon. Oh, shit. Uh, the moon represents our emotions, our inner world, um, our, even our sense of security. So we know uh, that this transit can bring about the conflicts between our emotional needs and the sense of duty or obligation, um, as well as a sense of emotional heaviness. So, you know, I'm just putting it out there. It could be like this weekend could be like the breakup weekend. Um if you've been thinking about it, if you've been, you know, thinking about it, this could be the weekend that it takes place. Okay. Um, so all in all, um, the 28th Mercury is conjunct with Jupiter in Aries. Okay. Manifest your dick off. I literally wrote manifest your over his balls or whatever off. Um, again, this is another transit. If it's used correctly, you'll see the fruits of your labor until the end of the year, even into the next year. Um, ending this month strong and then going back to the Venus being conjunct um, with Uranus and Taurus. Um, it, it just describes that luxurious chaos, luxurious chaos, um, so just sip on some tea and enjoy it, um, March, excuse me, Mars and Cancer trining Saturn and Pisces, it's just a cherry on top, um, top astrological event, I think, I think, this week is that Venus conjunct Uranus and Taurus. Um, it could go up or it could go down. Overall advice for this week. If there's anything that you have dreamed of doing for a long time, it's time to set the wheels in motion and launch whatever it is, whether it's business, a creative endeavor, a new romance, um, ending a romance, setting new boundaries. This is one of those weeks to do it. This week's crystals, um, I chose to this week just, um, to help us better support those transits towards the end of the week. I chose, I threw rose quartz in there. Um, but the actual crystal, um, is a blue appetite. Um, so again, the rose quartz, it's, um, one of the most common varieties of the quartz family. It's primarily found in Brazil, Madagascar, South Dakota. Okay, um, it usually forms in core granite, uh, pegamentes, pegamentites, <laughs> um, and has a hazy, uh, to translucent appearance. The color ranges from light pale, uh, pink to hot pink. I got me a few pieces of like hot pink cords. I don't think it's real. Because, um, you know, and they'd be like, put some fire on it. That house started melting. And I was like, well, fuck, you know, and I got it. I'm not even going to tell you where I got it from. I did not get it from CPS. Now, you know, damn well, I didn't. Also, commercial break, y'all. 
when I tell you my business crush is evolving and becoming a batter bitch, it, my business crush is evolving and becoming a batter bitch. Uh, make sure you guys check out Crystal Pisces Studios for all of your crystal needs. It will be linked in the description box below. Um, let me tell you, um, Crystal Pisces is doing uh, their live show sellings on Thursday a little bit different. And when I tell you it hit, it hit. Um, it, it is auction-based. So just because somebody else said that they want it, um, you can. it's auction-based. So you fight until the end. Um, great energy. Awesome. So make sure you guys check it out. And don't forget that tomorrow is Tumble Tuesday where you buy two tumbles, you get one free. Um, but I did not. Uh, thank you for coming to the commercial break. But I did not get it from um, Crystal Pisces. I got it from like some random place where I was like, oh, my God, this rose quartz is so gorgeous. And then I was like, oh, my God, this plastic. <laughs> so rose quartz overall is a stone of pure love uh, it assists with waking with awakening the heart um to its purest love potential uh, allowing one to find love within themselves and with others um it, i also think and please correct me if i'm wrong I think that rose quartz is also a very grounding stone as well. I, I love pairing rose quartz with tiger's eye. Excuse me, coffee break. I love pairing rose quartz with uh, tiger's eye. It hits fucking different. Another great stone that you can combine rose quartz with um, is moldavite, which is was like, I was like, I can't just pick two crystals this week, but... I was trying not to let my, like, OCD, like, get the best of me. Um, but if you have a Tektite or Moldavite, this is a great week to work with your Tektites or your Moldavite as well. Um, damn, my co-hosts, they just left. I don't hear them. They were barking at each other. And now they're not even barking. Um, yeah, Blue Appetite. <laughs> Blue app. I'm gonna be cracking up. Like I listen back to my episodes and I be cracking up, and I'm like, I wonder if people are cracking up as much as I am. <laughs> Do I care? Absolutely not. Anyway, um, blue appetite. Blue appetite is a calcium phosphate mineral found in a variety of colors such as yellow, blue, green, gray, brown. Um, appetite, the most, excuse me, the most important colors for metaphysical uses are green, blue, and gold. Appetite was first discovered in 1786 by, here we go, A.G. Werner. This man's discovering all these damn crystals. <laughs> but it's because... <laughs> But its name came from, I said, but it's because, excuse me, but its name came from the Greek word meaning to deceive due to many people mistaking it for other minerals such as peridot and beryl. The largest appetite deposit is in Kurvosk, Russia, but can also be found in Brazil, Burma, Madagascar, and Mexico. Blue appetite is a stone of manifestation attuned to the future. Um, it is an activating crystal, so it will activate psychic abilities, allowing you to expand that knowledge. Remember, we talked about that for those transits earlier in the week. Um, so it's it assists in expanding that knowledge. It also stimulates uh, the intellect and brings stimulates you intellectually, excuse me, and brings ideas from your mind down to the earth through realizations. So when we're working with a uh, blue appetite and I actually have some on my desk today because um, I switched them out for the crystal of the week. Like I be telling y'all, I don't just tell y'all to do the work. I do the work too. Um, so you're gonna like if you're working with it, you're gonna have like a oh shit, a whole bunch of downloads. Oh shit, uh, did you remember? Oh shit, you're gonna have a whole bunch of those. Okay, um, 
I think blue appetite is also great when we're talking about seeking insight with ourselves. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it's also great for lucid dreaming. Um, I mixed it with some celluloid one time. Whoa, whoa! I had to put on a seatbelt when I woke up. Um, blue appetite aids in astral proje projection. It doesn't get enough hype. Um, but don't tell anybody I told you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, also, um, blue appetite is a great weight loss crystal. It, um, it's known to suppress hunger. And, um, I was wearing a piece of blue appetite one time. And, um, cause you guys know when I wear my necklace, I don't switch it out. I just leave it in there until I'm like, I need a different one, but I didn't eat for like three days almost. And I was like, what the hell? And then, um, I do some research on the crystal when I put it on. And then I do some research on the crystal when I take it off because the universe provides differently in different aspects when you check it out. So I, I researched when I put it on and off. And, um, when I took it off, that was actually one of the things that came up when I was searching, um, for different things about blue appetite. So if you are on a weight loss journey, um, it does suppress your hunger. Mm -hmm. Um, due to appetite's strength, I encourage you to work with it in a long-term setting. Um, because sometimes, you know, the vibration might feel like a shock and then you'll be like, all right, that's enough. But, um, when we do it a little longer or we're working with it long-term and even one of my, uh, crystal council, one of my sources that I use, um, they also said the same thing that, um, working it in long-term sessions or working with it for like a week at a time. Um, it's vibrations will guide and assist you when it comes to communicating with higher energies, your higher self, um, even unlocking the highest vibrational points of yourself. That last sentence didn't make sense, but anyway, um, what crystal will you be using this week? Rose quartz, moldavite, or blue appetite? Hey, that rhymed. Today, well, this week we have a little bit, um, we have an extra segment this week. We have an extra segment this week. Uh, we're going to talk about, because I'm an allergy girl, and I'm an allergy girl until I die. You can probably already hear me. Um, I'm like the snotty nose, red eye, ears leaking, nose leaking, hacking up lung allergy girl, right? Since I was young, it doesn't matter how much medicines, concoctions I take. I just don't fuck with the tree sperm. And, um, I know that there's some other baddies out there that can't fuck with the tree sperm anyway, either. Right. Also, I'm calling it tree sperm because that's what it is. Pollen is all of the male's tree jizz flying around, rubbing on you because they didn't plant here in the United States any female trees because they, they don't want us to eat the fruits off of the tree for free. They wanted us to buy them in the grocery store. So they planted a whole bunch of male trees. And now all of these trees are just squirting jizz in our eyes and in our nose and in our throat. Um, pollen, the green yellow pollen that we see coming from trees is tree jizz. Okay. For my allergy girlies, this is my go-to allergy tea. I just made a, well, I need to go get some more star anise because I ran out. 
um, but I made the majority of this. I'm missing one ingredient. I'm gonna go get it today, add it in. But this is my go-to tea, and this takes me throughout the season, even early summer, whenever the pollen starts, I mean, the tree just starts jizzing. Um, this is it. Um, I, like I said, I, it, it, I use this so often, and it helps me a lot. Um, one thing that I do um, recommend for this recipe is some of these ingredients you definitely want to use locally, um, especially when we're talking about counteracting our allergies and we're making different allergy tinctures or um, you know, different allergy teas or whatever. Uh, we want to make sure that we are using some of these local ingredients, uh, because it will have that local pollen. Um, and, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's like almost like you're building immunity. It, it helps the local, um, bee pollen, the local honey, the lo even local nettle. Um, it helps reduce the severity of your seasonal allergies or your allergies um, because it has that same pollen. It, you know, it, it's, I, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so I have an allergy tea. Um, so if you're sensitive to springtime pollen, um, or have sensitivities or allergies. And this can be runny nose, sneezing, congestion, inflamed sinuses, watery eyes. Um, this is great for you. Um, so the main ingredients are, um, well, the main ingredients is nettle. But I think the second main ingredient that you don't want to miss when making this is catnip. So, um, we know that, uh, nettle, um, its scientific name is your It is, <laughs> it is found in parts of the world, including North America, Europe, Asia, Africa. Um, nettle has been used for centuries, um, for medicinal properties. The leaves, stems, roots of the plant contain variety of nutrients, uh, including vitamins A, C, and K, as well as iron, magnesium, and calcium. Um, nettle is rich in antioxidants and anti-inflammatory and has anti-inflammatory compounds. Um, so I just wrote five things that nettle does. Go do your research, bitch. I I'm only here for an hour, okay? Go look up some more shit if you want. Um, it reduces inflammation. Again, it has those anti-inflammatory um, properties, which is useful not just for allergies, but arthritis or even um, eczema. Uh, it is supporting your immune system. Nettle contains those immune-boosting compounds that help strengthen our um, body's defenses, uh, against allergies, um, infections and diseases. I don't know why I couldn't, I was looking at that word and I couldn't read it. Um, again, relieving allergies. Um, it relieves, um, allergy symptoms such as, uh, even such as high fevers, um, and it's blocking the production of histamine, okay? Um, four, lowering blood pressure. Nettle helps lower blood pressure with hypertension, with persons with hypertension. Um, it also, you know, I couldn't forget to add this one. Um, it improves prostate health. <laughs> um, Nettle is, has been used to treat BPH, benign prosthetic hyperplasmia, uh, a condition in which the prostate glands become enlarged. Yeah. So, um, that's the main ingredient in this tea. And then another ingredient that I think is not to be missed is catnip. Again, um, it is native to Europe 
in Asia, but now um, it can be found throughout the world. Catnip is known for the ability to attract and affect cats. You know, we, we it's like cat weed. Um, <laughs> and that's due to the chemical compound um, nepotalacatone. Y'all know that I know how to butcher a word, okay? Um... Yeah, anyway, um it has a it has a number of health benefits for humans and oftentimes enough um we just know catnip being used for cats. But uh make sure you get like um consumable catnip because I know sometimes like somebody was like, "Can I just go to the store and get some catnip from the pet store?" And I'm like, "What the fuck, bitch? What? Go get some like anyway. Um catnip <laughs> It's great for anxiety relief. It has calming effects such as lavender, chamomile. Um, so it's known to reduce anxiety and stress. Um, it's a digestive aid. Um, it is great for indigestion, bloating, um, even flatulence. It is a sleep aid. Um, catnip can help promote sleep and relief insomnia um it's also a pain relief um and it it it's because it has a mild um analogistic properties and can be used to treat headaches and minor pains okay so um i'll tell you the how to how to do it and then i'll give you the ingredients so y'all have time to shuffle around and get a pin and shit um and remember with some of the ingredients like the bee pollen even the honey and the nettle flower um try to get it local if you can because it does help desensitize uh the body to the allergens okay and uh this tea is great for um a daily low dose, I guess you could say, is helpful. I just take it when I need, when I feel like it's wearing off. Um, so the taste is grassy with accents of mint and anise. Um, again, um, its herbal actions reduces seasonal allergies um, or responses to relief instant allergy symptoms, systems affected, sinus immune, and nervous. Um, so to make it you're gonna pour one and one half cup of hot water over one tablespoon of tea cover and steep for 10 to 15 minutes add a touch of local honey for sweeter for a sweeter taste um so i'm saying parts and you guys know when i do my tea measures do it in parts so if you want to make a big batch small batch whatever it's just in parts no exact measurements if you want to use a tablespoon, if you want to use a teaspoon, if you want to use a cup, a half a cup, a fourth a cup, bitch, I don't care. It's by parts, okay? And, okay, so it's three parts nettle leaf. Excuse me, one and one half parts catnip, one and one half, so 1.5, one and a half, right? Parts of peppermint, one and a half parts anise seeds. One part eyebright, one part elderflower, one part marshmallow root, one part local bee pollen, or um, one teaspoon of local honey. And that part is optional. And then a half part of red clover blossoms. Okay. These should be dried, guys. These should be dried. You can store it in a mason jar in a cold, cool area. Okay. Please do not put fre mix fresh with wet. You are creating a jar of mold. Okay. Um, and that tea is awesome. Thank you for coming to my tea talk. Bye. So this weekend is April Fool's Day. April Fool's is on Saturday. Then we have some Sunday. So I was like, let's start our March because, you know, March, we're going to be talking um, and getting into various religious aspects 
of spirituality. Um, Psalm or Palm, excuse me. I keep saying Psalm. Palm Sunday uh, is a Christian holiday that falls on the Sunday before Easter. So this Sunday we got one week till Easter. Okay. Um, it commemorates the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem as recorded in the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, this is my, hear me out, hear me out, you guys, hear me out. If Matthew, Mark, and Luke all, and John, were all there, right? And they all saw the same thing. We're not going to get into it. Anyway, um, according to the gospel, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. While crowds of people laid down their cloaks and palm branches in his path, shouting Hosanna and welcoming him as the Messiah. This event is seen as the beginning of the events that we would that would lead to Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection. Witchcraft. Uh, Palm Sunday is traditionally celebrated by Christians around the world with um, processions and special church services. In many churches, the day is marked by the distribution of palm branches to the congregation, which are often shaped like crosses or other symbols. The symbol, uh, the symbolism of the palm branch signify is significant. Excuse me, as it represents the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, also serves as a reminder of his eventful death and resurrection. Witchcraft. The palms are often saved and burned to provide ashes for Ash Wednesday the following year. Witchcraft. Long story short. Palm Sunday is when Jesus came to the party and he didn't know what was up. He didn't ha he didn't call he didn't have the opportunity to call and be like, who all's gonna be there? Um this is why we call and we say who's gonna be there. Jesus didn't have that opportunity. Okay. Um so this is him arriving to the party. Um well mm, would it be a party? Uh yikes um then we have <laughs> moving along <laughs> then we have april fool's day april fool's day um i know we're, we're not digging too much into like um the theme this week just because there was a lot and i was both my gums so take take what you get baby <laughs> take what you get baby with love <laughs> April Fool's Day is an annual holiday celebrated on the 1st of April. Um, it is also known as All Fool's Day. On this day, people play practical jokes, hoaxes, and pranks on each other in a spirit of good-natured fun. The origin is unclear, but... The modern celebration of April Fools is believed to have originated in Europe in the 16th century. This holiday traditionally associated with playing jokes um, and hoaxes on friends and family members. These pranks range from harmless jokes, such as to faking a spider on somebody's desk drawer. Um, in some countries, it's illegal. So I found out... Um, in some countries, April Fool's Day is illegal. Um, in some countries, such as France and Belgium, it is customary to stick paper fish onto people's backs as a prank. While in the United States, it is common to play practical judge shows as somebody's shoelace. Yeah, anyway. I'm gonna fucking finish reading that. Fuck that. Anyway. Honestly, I wish a bitch would fucking April Fool's my ass. I'm, I'm too old for that shit. April Fool's. <laughs> Man, people get me all the time. 
And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Well, fuck. Get me if you want to. And I don't play with April Fool's. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's different for me. I don't know. But that's April Fool's. Nobody knows where it started. People were just like, let's clown out on the 1st of April. Honestly, like, Loki, I'm thinking, because I did some further research, and I couldn't find anything. But I also think that... I, I feel like, because... Hear me out. I feel like April Fool's, since it's around Equinox, right, that spiritual people were doing some shit, but they were like, oh, it's a prank, it's a prank, it's a prank. That's what the other people were saying. And they were like, let's just use this day to fool out and clown out because, you know, or I was like, maybe like the witches back then were like, let's have them all act a fool. Like, let's cast a spell on everybody on the 1st of April so they can just act a donkey for our amusement without them really even knowing. Anyway, now that's just my thought process. So that leads us to the card of the week. I was helping my friend move this week and uh, it would be fucking me, right? It would be me. I was helping my friend move this week and um, we just finished moving all of the boxes out of the dining room area and there was a tarot card on the floor face down. And I was like, it would be fucking me. And I picked it up and it was the queen of wands. And I think it's very fitting for I, not just myself right now, but also for uh, my friend that it, it's very fitting for what my friend is going through right now. And um, I was like, that's going to be the card of the week. So we have the Queen of Wands. A gracious woman sits upon a golden throne. Uh, remember, this is, I just, I used the Rider Waif. Um, I used the Rider Waif. Uh, we're reading out, of, I could, I just had a whole brain fart. We're reading out of the Rider Waif book right now. Um, I believe that the card was a Biddy Tarot, an old school OG Biddy Tarot card. Um, but we're going to read Rider Wave. A gracious woman sits upon a golden throne. There are four lions around the throne. That rhymes. There are two structured on the throne legs and two more on the tapestry in the background. Um, the lion is found exclusively among the nobility, the nobility among the nobility what among the nobility that's what it says wouldn't it be among the noble for this animal is often referred to as the king of beasts the two lions rampant upon the tapestry are supporting a sunflower which is represented beneath the lion's feet the queen holds a sunflower as if it is her scepter in her role as the queen of fire uh, the queen of the fires of earth the queen of wands guards the three pyramids of sand she is the fiery earth mother queen of the volcanoes and magma Yet she is also the fertile mother as she is as she is shown by the wands that she carries bursting into buds and the greenery that surmounts the the queen's crown she controls primordial nature yet she's also warms what and I cannot read right now. Yet she also warms the hearth and the home. Her hearth fire is where the cat curls up on the cold winter night. At her feet sits a little black cat. Happy in her company. 
fuck, bro. There was a random ass black cat outside and I named her Sandra and he, they decided to keep her. His, um, his mistress, his mistress, um, is the mother of security. This card is an excellent signifier for a country living middle aged woman, an intelligent woman with pale complexion, blonde hair, and blue eyes. Mm. Divinator meaning upright, a dark woman, a country woman, honorable, um, and with loving nature, love of money, success, and business. This card can represent someone in your life who is mentally and physically fruitful, practical with money, and who has sound judgment. Uh, she is a nurture, she is a nature lover, homemaker, uh, with a kind and generous character who attracts good fortune. This is a good card if you are in business as it heralds financial success. Country lovers who enjoy working in the warm earth are symbolized by this queen. It is also a card that can represent an honorable person who favors you. Although strict at the time, this person is always ready to assist those who are willing to help themselves. Perhaps a parent, a boss, or a teacher. Often the Queen of Wands is the mother of a large family, the Great Matriarch. Mm. Reversed, a domineering woman, vengeful, um, ab absent, and fickle. This card represents a person who is likely to turn against you for no apparent reason. This is in reverse. Emotionally capable of a manipulation, even blackmail. This person refuses to allow their family any independence. They believe that they are always correct. And they constantly imagine the wrongs are being done to them. This person is jealous by nature. Wow, this is not only a card of a spiteful person among the seven of eights, uh, the 78 tarot. What the fuck? <laughs> the queen of wands reverse can also indicate a woman who is unfaithful to her partner. Mm. The person symbolized here with harboring, it will be harboring grudges for years. The, and their revenge may be savage. I'm a savage. Uh, classy booty ratchet. <laughs> um, quick to take offense. Their stupidity may very well be their downfall. That's the queen of wands in reverse. My, my, my. My, my. Oh, make sure you guys head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can see everything that I have to offer. Don't forget, um, feel free to do some crowd donations, uh, excuse me, crowdfunding donations. The link is in the description box. Um, you can also catch it on my website. Make sure you join the server. It is free. It is free. Don't forget on Fridays, we do 15% off of any private session. And if you're in the server, you get 25% off of $200 off of any session. Um, I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to. As you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never really know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? Uh. And no, bitch, I don't sell owls. So stop fucking asking. Bye.